Hello, my friends, and welcome into another edition of the JMAC podcast. Sorry it's been a few days since I've posted to the podcast, but remember, every single day I am posting short videos of important content about the issues of the day on YouTube Shorts, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of those places. So if you subscribe and follow, you will get daily content from me about the issues of the day. But there are a few things on my list from uh, what's happening in the news today that I wanted to share with you. And one of them is just a response to people who attack my character as I share my opinions. And one of the most common refrains that I've been hearing lately is, J-Mac, you're just a Democrat uh, because you're always going after Republicans. Well, uh, half of that is true. Uh, the first half that I'm a Democrat, well, that just doesn't hold any water. I've been on the air uh, for 25 years as a conservative talk show host, as a documented history. So you can't really claim that I'm a Democrat, but it's common for people to believe that anyone who disagrees with them must be this, must be a Democrat or whatever else, uh, because labeling and explaining away is easier. But the other part of that claim that I'm always attacking Republicans yeah, it's it's true. Um and it's weird for me because I grew up a Republican and I ran for Congress as a Republican. And to find myself spending most of my days criticizing Republicans and this party that I used to be a member of is uh not something I ever dreamed in a million years that I would be doing. Um I'm shocked by it. But it's because I'm sad. I I'm embarrassed. I'm frustrated that the party that I love, the party of, of Reagan, has turned to fear, hatred, and anger, has turned to character assassination, has turned to embracing conspiracy theories, has uh, has just turned into everything that we were supposed to hate. And if at this moment when you're hearing this, you're saying, yeah, but the Democrats this, I don't care what the Democrats are doing. I care about who we are and and who we become in our fight. The Democrats are going to be Democrats. But I don't believe for a single second you can overcome or defeat Democrats by calling them names or by embracing conspiracy theories. We're, we're competing for the hearts and minds of the same group of people. And if we're just both sides engaging in the same just toxic behavior, what that's going to do, that's not going to bring anybody into our tent. It's going to make people just leave politics altogether and become disenfranchised. And with conservatism, it's a harder road. Conservatives have to convince people. We have to convert people to conservatism because it's easy to understand a liberal platform of take care of everybody, give everybody everything they want, benefits for everybody, charge the rich and businesses and everybody gets whatever they want. That's easy. Kids understand it. Teenagers understand it. Young adults understand it. 
So it's not very hard for the left to recruit people to their side. It is hard for the right to recruit people because our belief system takes time and experience and understanding. It takes somebody like Reagan to articulate that message. This is why I believe if you look at the national numbers, the number of Republicans is 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 fading. If you look at presidential elections, why can't we win a popular vote in a presidential election? It's because we're not trying to compete for those young minds and hearts. We're not trying to bring people to our side. What we're doing is we're sequestering ourselves in this small group and we're lashing out at anybody who disagrees with us. And, and we're believing that that lashing out is somehow going to change things. Well, I'm here to tell you it's not. If people are considering should they join the Republican Party right now, what, what is the attraction? What, what is it that they're going to embrace? Are they, they going to say, Oh, look, they're defending January 6th. So yeah, that, I'm totally going to go with that. Or they're using character assassination or they're using it. It's not going to bring a single member to our side of the aisle. We have to articulate conservatism to give people a chance to understand what we believe. We're not doing that anymore. Where, where is that happening? And so I believe that conservatism is going to lose the battle completely unless it returns to trying to take a higher road to stop saying we're doing it because they did it and start saying we're better than that. And I know what you, I know what you're feeling. You're like, but they've been attacking and using these tactics for years. Yeah. And the whole time we've been complaining about it. We've been saying it's not right. We've been saying we shouldn't be that way. And now all of a sudden with the emergence of Trump, we've decided to be that way. Only worse, only more toxic, uglier, embracing even worse conspiracy theories. That's not going to get people on our side. And, and now you find out that, uh, that Fox News anchors and hosts who, who are, whose opinions are valued. We're finding out from the owner of Fox News that these hosts knew that, that the election lies were a fraud. That behind the scenes, they were laughing at the allegations. They were texting the White House saying, uh, you, you should stop doing this. They failed the test, man. They failed the test. What is the test? What's more important to you? Right or wrong? What's right or your job? What's more important to you? Truth? Or ratings. Sean Hannity, you failed the test. And it's heartbreaking to me because one of the reasons I got into talk radio was because of you. You and Rush, you, you made me think of the reason that I became a conservative, the reason that I cared about politics at all is because you made me think. And I really believe that for the most part early on, you were much more objective. 
I had the opportunity to meet Sean Hannity. He was very kind to me. I thought it, it was a real moment where I'm like, you know, I get to meet the person who brought me into conservatism and you know, it was it was a memory that I that I used to cherish. And now to find out on one hand he's texting the White House to stop the lies, and on the other hand, in front of the American people, he's perpetuating the lies. He's choosing ratings over truth. And that's what Republicans are doing right now. They're choosing uh, uh to try and hold on to power above truth. And do Democrats do that? Yeah, they do. But we're supposed to be worried about who we are. And and I've always told you, who we become in our fight is just as important as whether or not we win that fight. And if, if we become so toxic and so ugly and so angry and even violent in our fight, we've lost. It doesn't matter if you've... If you won and you and and in the end you're that person, you, you've become the person you hate. That's why there's a lack of real leadership among Republicans right now who should be saying, "Wait a minute, we're supposed to be living and setting a higher standard, not saying we're going to be worse than them because they did it." If we continue down this path, nobody's going to want to be with us. Because they're not going to know what our platform is because we don't spend any time telling anybody what our platform is. All they're going to see is the toxicity. Meanwhile, they understand liberalism. It's easy to understand. So, I, yeah, I spend a lot of time going after Republicans right now. Yeah, I do. It's because I'm trying to save conservatism trying to save the party that I have loved for so many years. Yeah, it's true. It's absolutely true. I, I admit it. I admit it. So there you go. So that's uh, topic number one. I think we're going to do a whoosh between topics today. So let's go to topic number two. And that is that Nikki Haley, who I've told you a lot about my opinions about Nikki Haley, she uh, has proposed as she's running for president that anybody over the age of 75 take a competency test if they want to be in politics. Now, a lot of people think that uh, she is trying to do this to go after Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, but there are people on both sides of the aisle who this would affect. And I, you know, I this is a little bit tongue in cheek, but I was sitting here thinking, you know what? Maybe this is a good idea, but not just for people of age, but anybody. I mean, there's five, six, seven people right now in Congress that I think should be uh, given a competency test. Uh, one of them from this state. You know, if we're going to do it, let, why, why stop at age? Why not make this uh, before you even can uh, put yourself on a ballot? that you have to pass a competency test. I think that might change the game a little bit. So again, a little bit tongue in cheek, but if you're gonna do it, let's do it for everybody. Um, let's do it for everybody, all right? Um, let's see, I talked a little bit in my beginning monologue about uh, 
Fox News and these hosts. I, I just would ask you if any of you are still watching Fox. I mean, how can you have faith in Hannity or Tucker or Laura Ingram or any of these people right now? I'd love to hear that in the comments. And the the last thing that I'll share with you, this is kind of going to be a short uh, broadcast, but the last thing that I'll share with you is I told you earlier people are attacking me as a Democrat. J-Mac, you're just a Democrat. And I've explained that to you. But the other thing that I keep hearing about still is the deep state. And anytime that uh, we hear about another Trump investigation, we hear about the deep state and Republicans want to tell us that the FBI has been weaponized and the DOJ has been weaponized. And every time that this is brought up, they bring up the Mueller report. And they use it as an example of the deep state. And, and I, I just sit here and, and tell you point blank, the Mueller investigation is not evidence of a deep state conspiracy against conservatism or Donald Trump. The Mueller investigation is actually evidence that there isn't a deep state. And, and this is what this is the type of thing that I'm talking about among Republicans right now. They want you to believe that because there was a Mueller investigation, that means the DOJ and the FBI was weaponized. Well, we, we definitely know that there were a couple of FBI investigators that were biased. And some of that is why the Mueller investigation was started. But those things were not known when the Mueller investigation was started. So when Trump fired James Comey, the uh, the choice was made by a Republican to appoint a special counsel, that counsel being Mueller. Now, if this whole line about the deep state and Mueller was part of the deep state and the person who appointed Mueller was part of the deep state and the FBI and the DOJ was part of the deep state. Well, if that was all true, then the Mueller investigation would have found or fabricated something against Trump. And that would be evidence of a deep state. But instead, they announced we found no collusion. And so this shouldn't be evidence that the deep state exists. This is actually evidence that the deep state doesn't exist because they exonerated him. You see how this works? He was exonerated. Now, uh, false accusations happen. Evidence comes in early that looks like evidence. And then when it's adjudicated or investigated, it appear, it, it, it turns out to be something it's not. But at the moment, the Mueller investigation was open from what I've seen and what they had. And they didn't have prior knowledge of other things. I understood why it was open. And, and, and everybody took sides. Republicans said it's terrible. The left said it, it's, it's right. And Trump is guilty. And what did I say? You guys remember? I said, let's wait and see. We don't have the evidence. Let's wait and see. Something I say a lot. 
uh, because I, I like to wait for the evidence and it's a really nice place to be in when the evidence comes out that I hadn't already spouted out uh, some preposterous belief uh, that turns out to be not true. So I said, wait and see. And when we found out, guess what? He was exonerated. Think about that. Exonerated. They want to use the investigation as evidence and they want to ignore the outcome. And the outcome is what you should judge the whole thing on. And the reason we know about these FBI agents who were, uh, who wanted to, to take down Trump and who hated Trump is because the FBI released that information. Again, that's not evidence of a deep state. That's evidence of an organization saying, Hey, look what we found. If it was a deep, deep state, they would cover that up. And, and so all of these things that are being used to prove that there was the weaponization of the FBI or, or these special counsels, they actually prove just the opposite. It's like, it's like when, uh, during the election, uh, I, some, some county somewhere came out and they said they found 3,000, I don't remember what the number was, but they found 3,000 ballots that had been mistabulated. And everybody said, see, see, this proves that the election was rigged. This proves that these machines are terrible. This proves that, no, no, it didn't. It actually proved that the system and the checks and balances in the system actually worked. The announcement of the 3,000 ballots found and fixed is evidence of a system that works. Now, if it was found in an investigation later on that those 3,000 ballots were miscalculated and they were never fixed and nobody decided to tell the world, then that's evidence of a problem. But when they come out and they admit it right up front before any investigations, right during the counting, that's evidence that the system is working. See, see how that works? But we want to make it that, uh, because anything bad ever happens, then that means it's evidence of some conspiratorial behavior. Well, that's nonsensical. It's nonsensical. And by the way, I'll, I will remind you that although the Mueller report didn't find any evidence of collusion, they did come to the determination that Donald J. Trump obstructed justice. And Mueller did say that if he wasn't the president at the time, that he could be prosecuted for it and that he could even be prosecuted for it after the fact. Now, bear in mind that Merrick Garland and the current DOJ has not decided to follow up with that obstruction charge. So is that evidence of the deep state? They've got an opportunity right there. The Mueller report conclusion. We can go after Trump for obstruction of justice. No, they didn't do it. Now, I'm not saying there's not bias. 
And look, if there's some examples of the deep state, I will I will definitely take a look at it. Those FBI agents, certainly, that was an example. So I'm not suggesting to you that there's not bias for both sides of of uh, the aisle in in our government. Of course, that happens. It's the natural course of of uh, of the nature of politics. And when it happens, regardless of what side it's on, we should. Uh, attack it and we should weed it out. But these things that they're using as evidence of a deep state actually prove that things were happening the way they were supposed to. Don't you agree? Let me know. Uh, in the meantime, please follow, like, share, subscribe, hit the bell, do everything in your power to help us grow this show. Uh, it's funny, uh, you know, we get plenty of likes and comments, but what makes a show is subscribing. So if you like what you see, subscribe. Don't just view the content, subscribe. Because if that doesn't keep happening, I'm not going to be able to stay on. And if that's your goal, (laughs) well, then you know what to do. Hey, uh, I appreciate your time. Remember, on all my channels, every single day, we are releasing content about the issues of the day. We're doing it in shorts and TikToks and Instagrams because of the attention span that we all have, 60 seconds or less. Uh, so uh, follow us there as well. In the meantime, uh, these are my thoughts for the day. And I think I missed a couple of whooshes during the uh, process as we move through the topics. But uh, I think that you understand. Other than that, I'll talk to you as soon as I can and uh, have a wonderful evening.